Yeah, you ready, baby? I'm ready, baby. <laughs> Let me know I'm when. Ready. Go ahead. All right, all right. A big shout out to everyone. Welcome back to another explosive and informative segment of Live from Deep. Hold on, I'm gonna let this lady. This lady is screaming. It's crazy. Uh, a big shout out to everyone. Welcome back to another explosive and informative segment of Live from Deep Block. I am your host, Ezekiel Thomas, no doubt, broadcasting live from the belly of the beast. Yes, I am excited to be back as your host, as your brother in spiritual solidarity after a two-month hiatus uh, following the outbreak of this devastating virus that has changed the social landscape of America. I don't think anyone without that. Undoubtedly, we are in extraordinary times, um, times that are unprecedented in our history as a nation. And for those who are incarcerated, the dangers and the challenges grow exponentially. Um, I often say to people that being in prison is like living in a third world country in a first world nation. The prison community is a very vulnerable population. It's highly susceptible uh, to the spread of an infectious disease. And a virus of this magnitude, like COVID is, um, with the high mortality rate that it has, in an environment with poor sanitation practices and substandard and often inferior medical treatment, would not only wreak havoc, man, it would decimate this population. It would lead possibly hundreds, even thousands of people to their death. COVID-19 inside of a prison system would basically transform any conviction, be it misdemeanor or felony, to a possible death sentence. It will effectively transform the entire prison system into death row. Um, and we, I think we have all heard these callous, uh, indifferent statements from some public policymakers who say that being subjected and exposed to a life-killing virus um, like COVID is the consequence of being incarcerated. <laughs> um, that basically a criminal foregoes his or her right to life when they breach public policy or they violate social statutes. Uh, or, 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 the, or the idea that criminal transgressions in any form are punishable by death. Um, and it's quite scary, to be frank, that society would be willing to consign me or anyone else who is incarcerated to death by disease, not by virtue of my crime, but by virtue of my title as a convicted felon. And it's where we are in America, where the term felon and the term convict has become synonymous with social trash or inferior human being or those who are deserving of death because they're basically not useful to society. And the question may be asked, and rightfully so, why should society care? Why should anyone care for those who have proven themselves to be social parasites of questionable character? Those who have proven themselves to have maladjusted behavior and have breached public trust those people who are predators and those who have pernicious intent and who communicate their disdain for society and social order through violence and destruction. Why in the hell should society give a damn? That's a fair question. And in response to that question, I want to say this. If society is willing to treat criminals with the same level of callous indifference that criminals have treated their victims, who then is the criminal? If criminality is defined by the absence of virtue and the violation of public conscience in the form of social law, how then can society escape becoming what it condemns if it becomes the very thing that it hates? How can society have the morality or the moral authority to 
to condemn the insensitivity of criminal behavior if it inflicts the same behavior that it morally condemns. See, the contradictions abound. The conversation about COVID in the prison system actually reveals a deeper narrative regarding the moral intelligence of our society and that the spiritual IQ of the public conscience um, is basically diminished. Diminished but not irreparable. <laughs> Let me say that. Diminished but not lost. Just as criminal transgression can be redeemed, so too can moral insensitivity. But diminished nonetheless. So, I want to also first, um, as we go into this segment, I want to give my condolences to all of those who have experienced um, a loss of a loved one or a friend in these difficult times. And I want to secondly give a big shout out of solidarity to those who are still enduring the depression of forced isolation. Trust me, I know all about solitary confinement, no doubt. Um, but it's with that empathetic awareness that I've developed for my 28 years of incarceration that I can assure you that if you pay attention to the moment that you are in, it will not only be something that you survive physically, but it will, it will be also something that empowers you emotionally. Sometimes it's very difficult to find purpose in adversity, but adversity turns us inward. It turns us towards those things about ourselves that we have forgotten to pay attention to. Sometimes isolation can be our greatest gift to self-discovery. And I want to encourage those who are in isolation, those who are being forced uh, to confine themselves to their homes, to look at this moment not as a punishment, but as an opportunity for self-enrichment. That you can pay attention to those things about you that other people have forgotten to notice. That you can begin to discover things about yourself that you never realized were valuable. Many people have changed careers during this time because they have learned things about themselves that they did not realize. Or they have discovered things about themselves that had laid dormant inside of them for so many years. This is not only an opportunity for us to reassess our society, but it's also an opportunity, an extraordinary opportunity at that, to reevaluate ourselves. So with that being said, I want to prepare you guys for our future segments. We're back in business. Um, We're going to put out some more comprehensive commentary on the American prison experience in America, but know that we are with you in solidarity. We are with you in support, and we are here with you as friends, and those who are enduring the same crisis as the cliche that has become popular um, and nowadays purports we are all in this together. So I want you to keep your head up high and I want you to stay focused. And as I leave you, I want you to stay true to the inner you. Stay true to the inner you. Don't allow anything to derail you from that path of self-discovery. No doubt. <laughs> Until next time, Peace.